It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, this is the Locked on Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. And before we go any further today, before we we even get to the rundown or anything else, I want to tell you that there is going to be a live podcast. There will be a live show on the 7th of February. So two days from the recording of this podcast, that would be Thursday, there will be a live show from the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On NBA about the trading deadline. They've got guests lined up from some of the other podcasts throughout the NBA Network. At this point, I'm not scheduled to be on it. Kind of does some scheduling conflicts. Plus, I honestly don't know if the Thunder will be that active during the trade deadline. I think they will be more active once we see guys start getting released. However, if you are a fan of the NBA and can't get enough of the trade deadline, which is one of the most fun sports days of the year, then go to the Locked On NBA podcast and listen to the trade deadline special. On today's podcast for Locked On Thunder... We will be talking about getting traded and what that is like. And I don't know how many people are exploring this on their podcast or even talking about it, but there is a major human element to being traded in the NBA or, for that matter, any other sport. And I want to discuss what the players go through. There was a good article on ESPN, and having worked with athletes and ex-athletes, It's very interesting what they will say to you about this time of year. So we'll get into that coming up here in just a moment on the Locked on Thunder podcast. We will hear from Paul George twice today. Yes, you get a double shot of PG once. We will hear from Paul George some comments that he made today about Anthony Davis and about players having the right to be traded. Also, we'll hear from... uh, The loss in Boston. We'll hear from PG after the loss in Boston. We'll talk about where the Thunder's head are and what's going on with Anthony Davis in segment number two. And finally, we'll wrap things up as I think of ways to make the All-Star Draft even more fun. I've got some ideas, and we're going to take a page out of the Voices playbook. It's all coming up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. If you don't know who I am, my name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. I'm a credentialed member of the media. 
I've been lucky enough to cover the Thunder for five and a half years now. And if you like what you hear, just ask Alexa. Alexa, play Locked on Thunder podcast or Google. Hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast or subscribe on Apple iTunes or LockedOnPodcast.com. As far as the trade deadline goes, the big update for the Oklahoma City Thunder is nothing. Uh, the last trade the Oklahoma City Thunder made was the first trade they made, and that was Timothée Luau-Cabarro going to the Chicago Bulls in exchange for some protected draft picks, and that's it. Thunder haven't made any moves today whatsoever, and the usual names are there. You know, you know who they are. Come on, you know the usual suspects by now. Alex Sabrinas, uh, Andre Robertson, whose name I almost forgot. Oh my God, Andre, get back on the floor so I don't, I don't ever forget your name again. Patrick Patterson. So all these guys' names are being thrown out there. But for a second, just for a second, I want you to put yourself in their shoes, okay? And think about what life is like when your name keeps getting mentioned at the trade deadline, especially when you like the situation you're in or you like the organization you play for, but the organization feels like there's somebody out there that can help them more than what you can. So what the organization is about to do at this time, and I don't mean this to sound overly dramatic, but, the, but it is the truth of the matter. The organization is about to change your life. And it's not always for the better in your mind. It's for their good, but sometimes for you, you get put into a worse situation. You get put with a team that's not going to make the playoffs. You get to play with a coach that you don't get along with or play for a coach you don't get along with. You get put in a situation where... They really don't have any use for your position. There's a lot going on there, and sometimes you're just going to be waived because you're an expiring contract. Well, what does that do to players? Well, I've had the luxury of working with ex-athletes, and what this does, the, the truth of the matter is, and every athlete will tell you this, if they're being 100% truthful, they will tell you this, this brings on resentment. Once the name starts getting mentioned, athletes will have a tendency to go to people inside the organization, guys who are in charge of making that move, so your coaches, your GMs, etc., and they will talk. And then sometimes, who's ever making that decision, whether or not to trade you or not trade you, will not be truthful with you. They will tell you, hey, you don't have to worry about that. No, nope, we're taking care of you. Those are just rumors. Let it go. Go out. Play your game. Don't think about that. It's a favorite phrase of anybody in management. When they're about to make a change in your position, don't think about that. Just go do your job and be the best you can do, and you'll be all right. Famous last words, right? Famous last words. And I always remember Desmond Mason telling a story about how he sat at dinner, and I think it was, I, 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 I get... Seattle and Milwaukee messed up here. I can't remember if it was the GM at Seattle or the GM at Milwaukee. And they told him, hey, we can assure you that you're not going to be traded. You are a cornerstone of this organization. We want you here. We like what you do. You've always got a place with us. And then the next thing he knows, he's getting shipped out. And his family's getting shipped out. And his daughter's happy with the school, and now she's got to change schools. So all the stuff 
that you go through in a regular move. Think, think, just think about this for a second. All the stuff you go through in a regular move, they're going through and it's happening overnight to, to a point where you might have to leave your family behind. Your wife and kids may be stuck in a city for the rest of the season while you're off playing somewhere else. And you may switch conferences. You may go from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference. And so now you've got to rearrange your schedule. You're living in a hotel at your home city. You're living in hotels on the road. So there's not much difference between the road and 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 your home. And you're acclimating and you've got to get used to guys that maybe you don't know all that well. It can be pretty... It can be pretty jarring when you think about it. And unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to uh, Billy Donovan's pregame tonight. But one thing I am going to ask Billy Donovan, I'm going to, I'm going to try and corner him maybe after the game tonight or, or depending on how things go, I will ask him in the postgame press conference, is that when, when the rumors start coming up with guy, for, for guys and they go to you, how transparent do you want to be in that moment? Because if it's me... I want to be trans. I want you to be transparent. Tell me what my future is, because not knowing or having those rumors out is worse than the actual deed itself. Now, the one one place where I don't really have sympathy for players, and I'll admit that this is this is kind of mean on this, and this is you know, so I, I say this is somebody that went through getting let go. So I can at least understand what it's like to be cut, and then you're scrambling around with an agent or somebody else trying to to look for another team. But at least you're going someplace where they want you most of the time, and that's the way that some guys will will say that they've got to look at it. Is maybe I really like the place that I was at. They didn't want me, but I'm going to a place that that appreciates my skills. And I the reason I say most of the time. Because it goes back to what we said at the beginning is sometimes, especially in the NBA, you're an expiring contract and you're a guy like Wesley Matthews. So the Knicks pick you up, but they have no intention of keeping you. So really, you're only there on paper. You're you're a Nick basically for legalese purposes and then boom, you get cut, and now you've got to hope that somebody else picks you up. Think about what Carmelo Anthony's going through. And granted, I, I, I think most of us kind of look at it from our own selfish perspective in the sense that we look at a guy like Carmelo Anthony, and we know he's a multimillionaire. And what we see with Carmelo Anthony is, okay, yeah, so things didn't work out for you in Oklahoma City. You got traded to Atlanta. They paid you off. You went to Houston. That didn't work out. You got traded to Chicago. But for Carmelo Anthony, all the money in the world, as great as it is, and the, the word is, the word has always been that Carmelo Anthony likes his money. He loves to play more. He loves to matter more than he does anything else in this world. Matter to a team that he's playing for. And when that is taken away from you, and you can't participate in that, and you can't go into the locker room every day, and you can't go out on the floor every day, and you can't get that that fix that can only be given to you by playing your sport, that's a lonely feeling. That I can really identify with these guys with. That's why I do this podcast every day, man, because I've got, got to get my fix in uh, of doing this. 
So I can identify with that. And I bet you can too. I mean, I bet you've got something in your life, whether it's work-related or not, that every day it's like, man, if I wasn't doing this every day, it would really suck. Well, that's basketball for a guy like Carmelo Anthony. And now all of a sudden your life is, not only am I switching conferences, am I going from one team to another, but maybe you might be switching leagues entirely. You might be switching countries entirely if you're in his position. And we always like to say that it's very hard to identify with athletes today because of the money and because of the cars and the women that they have access to or the the stars that they can rub elbows with, etc. And that's true. But where we can identify with them is just overall desire to belong to something. The idea that it can all be taken away from you in a split second. And sometimes you didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes you do bust your ass for a company or a person. And still, for whatever reason, it's not good enough. And you just get changed. I think we can all identify with that. So as this trading deadline comes around, and as we get excited, and dude, I will tell you, I am the first to look at these guys as commodities for you know this time of year, especially with the Thunder. And I've certainly got guys that I'd like to see traded and some guys I'd like to see brought in. I, I do want to remember the human side and remember that somebody's life is changing and that it, you know, it, it could end up going really wrong for these people. But I do hope it goes better. Golly, wow, what a what a downturn. And I'm trying to make this podcast more fun. Uh, my name's Eric G. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next what Paul George had to say about players being in control of their own destiny. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. After that last segment, for some reason, I have Billy Joel stuck in my head. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining us. Remember, the easiest way to get Locked On Thunder, Locked On Sooners, or any of the podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network, just say, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners podcast, or Alexa, play Locked On Thunder's podcast. Then there's the subscription at Apple iTunes and LockedOnPodcast.com. And please don't forget... We've got the big trading day special coming up on the 7th of February. So that's two days from now, and you can join them live starting at 1.30 Eastern. That's 1.30 Eastern, 12.30 Central on the Locked On Podcast Network. And um, you know what? I Now I'm, now it gives me... I've got to talk to them about national science. Okay, never mind. Um <laughs> As I just tell you random things that are popping into my head. Um, as of now, as of the recording of this podcast, and I'm looking on computers that would pop up with notices, Anthony Davis is still a New Orleans Pelican. 
I am in the camp that thinks that he's going to be a Pelican at least for the end of this year, and by next summer, whether his dad wants it or not, he's going to end up being a Boston Celtic because New Orleans shouldn't have any reason at all to help the Lakers whatsoever get Anthony Davis unless they can totally rake them. However, there is one thing I love that Anthony Davis did. I like the fact that he told New Orleans that he wasn't going to come back because now it does give them an opportunity to make a move, trade him, and get something in return. Is it as good as Anthony Davis? Probably not. Does it mean that you're going to have to be rebuilding an organization and you're going to have to do some really creative things to bring fans in? Absolutely it does. But at least he told you. And the Pelicans aren't going to be stuck the way Oklahoma City was stuck when Kevin Durant decided to leave, which was also another person that did this, was Paul George. Now, his agent said Paul George was going to be a Laker, and you know the rest of the story. It doesn't need to be repeated. But Paul George, a very interesting guy who let his organization know that he wanted to be traded, which, by the way, it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous that it's a rule in the NBA that you can't let an organization you want to you you can't demand or request a trade or you end up getting fined. I think that's ridiculous. And the way I look at it is if I'm an owner, I'd rather again you tell me so I can get something for you than let you leave and be empty-handed. All that being said, you would think that Paul George would certainly have some comments on this and he did. Here's Eric Horn talking with Paul George earlier today. What do you think of the the way that the league is now and where guys stand in terms of players you know, having control of where they want to be in their future? Uh, well, I mean, I think it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. The front office surely has control um, of what they want to do with their team going forward. Um, and I think it's, it's only right when the opportunity presents that the player has control of where they want to go and, and where they want to play. Um, as well, um, you know, fact of the matter is, AD gave um, New Orleans. You know, in every situation, guys give they're all for extending them out of years, um, and we're taking, um, you know, from our home. You know, in, in a sense, we're taking from our home, and, and we brought, you know, granted to a great situation uh, of going to another organization, going to another city calling that our second home. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, AD, in his situation, gave New Orleans, I don't know, it was six, seven great years. Um, you know, if nothing was accomplished and he feels for his career, um, he wants to go elsewhere to win, then uh, that's his decision, um, honestly. Which always brings up the question, what are you owed as a player? What are you owed as a person when somebody gives you a contract? And truthfully, the only thing that you're really owed is what's on that paper and the amount of money that you're uh, agreed to be paid and you're, you're only legally supposed to live up to your contractual obligations, which for NBA players means show up, play, make appearances, etc. I think all of us, would be lying if we didn't say that wherever we work, um, money, no money, however well we're paid or not paid, still want a little bit more. We want to know that whoever we work for has our back. And we want to know that 
if we're going to give everything that we've got for you when we need your help, you'll give us help. But that is such a very difficult situation to work out for any owner, any player, any organization. And eventually it comes to a point, and this is the great thing about being in the NBA, is that if owner doesn't like what's going on, he can make a change. And if player doesn't like what's going on, even under contract, if you're as powerful as Anthony Davis, you can make a change as well. And Anthony Davis is certainly taking control of his career. Speaking of Paul George, here he is after Oklahoma City's loss to Boston. Paul, you, gave, you, you guys gave yourselves a chance. What did you see as just sort of the, the differences that uh, created the outcome in the final minutes? Uh, I mean, we just played a good team. Played a good team. This uh, team definitely is a team very highly <clears throat> capable of making tough shots, contested shots. Um, I thought they made some... Some big plays, uh, big shots. Got to live with it. Defensively, I mean, you guys were there and contesting on a lot of those, but were there some things that you guys still had some control over defensively in this one that you feel like you could do better next time? Uh, you know, everything is just more effort, more energy. Um, <clears throat> I think a couple times we, we didn't get burned, but I think when guys just get open looks, uh, they get a good rhythm. Make, make or miss, they get a good rhythm. We had a couple possessions, a lot of possessions where guys were getting wide open looks. Uh, some of them they missed, uh, but just the fact that though they were getting those clean looks, uh, it just helps put you in rhythm. So we, we just had to do a better job of just scrambling. Uh, I thought we lost that, what we've been so good at lately in scrambling around. Uh, we didn't do that uh, enough tonight. Boston usually doesn't give up this level of fast break points. How were you guys able to, to get them in transition? Uh, I mean, we that's our game. We're a fast uh, pace, transition, um, fast break team. You know, it's, it's nothing teams can do to keep us out of transition. Specifically towards the end of that second quarter, you had Irving and Horford go on a little run together. What what was it that they were doing to get you out of your rhythm or that you just weren't doing defensively? Um, <clears throat> You know, again, they, they just they move so much. Um, this team, one through five, they, they just move. Um, all of them are interchangeable. Interchangeable. They play kind of positionless uh, basketball where you know, Al Horford could be at the top of the key um, and Kyrie can be in a dunker on the block. So it's, it's just you know, a unique set where all those guys are just constant motion, constant moving around, playing off one another. Um, you know, it challenges. It challenges to guard and have to scramble around and make plays defensively. Is that what you talked about at halftime defensively, just scrambling around more? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, the biggest key was we just got to scramble around. We got to play throughout the whole shot clock because uh, this team like this is not going to let up. They're going to keep moving and keep uh, you know, occupying the, the weak side. Um, <clears throat> they just challenged. They just really challenged um, you know, our stamina defensively. The reason I played that whole thing um, and I know it's a couple of days old, is just because that whole idea of positionless basketball, I want, and I guess I could have just played that part of it, but, you know, it's Paul George, man, and who doesn't want to hear from Paul George, and you probably get some stuff out of it that, that I didn't get out of it and vice versa, but that idea of positionless basketball, which is not a new idea to the NBA, I think if you were to look at how Billy Donovan would totally craft the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think the Boston Celtics are about as close to that as you can humanly get. This is the Oklahoma City Thunder Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, we'll wrap things up with some ideas on how you can make 
the NBA All-Star Game and the draft a little bit more fun. And I'll take a page from The Voice right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. The Locked on Thunder podcast is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. So is Locked on Sooners. The easiest way to get both those podcasts, just ask Alexa or Google. Hey, Google, play Locked on Sooners podcast. Alexa, play Locked on Thunder podcast. It's right there. And don't forget, Thursday, the 7th of February, it's our live draft day special. Not draft day. Why did I say draft day? It's our live... It's our live trade deadline special uh, on Locked On NBA. Josh Lloyd, David Locke, going to do that, and uh, those guys will do a killer job. So, hey, if you uh, if you're wanting to know about Thunder trades, if you want to know about any trade, that's the best place to get it. That's the Locked On NBA trade deadline special. Also, I would listen to Locked On Wizards since John Wall is now officially out for the next 12 months. All right, we're wrapping things up today, and I wanted to talk about the um, the All-Star game coming up and how you can make it more fun. I love the fact that they're televising the draft, and I do know players have egos, and it's a big thing for the, for the players. We get to find out who gets drafted last, but if you really wanted to make this game fun, and I love televising the draft, to me, that's just the start. I think you need to take a page from The Voice... And you need to be able to steal guys from the other team. And if you do that, maybe somebody gets picked that you were waiting to to pick at a later round. You can steal them. And then, obviously, there would be a compensatory pick. There would be something. I don't know how exactly you iron it all out. But it wouldn't be that hard to do. I also love the idea, since we're doing it this way. One, I I think you've got to get rid of any whoever wins getting more money than the other make make the money all equal and part of this for me is because i think the all-star game has just kind of worn out its 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 usefulness in recent years but i would love the idea since you're doing it now to see guys switch teams throughout the game be able to trade guys throughout the game and just have fun with it um you could do the three-on-three thing like hockey i don't think that would be all that bad I think you've taken the all-star game about as far as it can go. And unfortunately for the NBA, and really for Major League Baseball, when there used to be a big deal between the National and the American League, and there was a lot of pride in the styles of baseball, etc., all that is completely gone from these all-star games. It's there for fans. It's there for entertainment. I'm even for letting the fans pick the entire team. I uh, uh, granted it's a it's a nice thing to to be named an all-star but this is about you and this is about what you want to see and I say this every year 
But the fans should be completely in control of this game. And there's there's any suggestion that fans have, then Adam Silver and the NBA certainly need to take it under advisement. But I think you got to be able to steal picks. Um, there has to be some sort of some sort of way you can work that out where, yes, if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo and you wanted Russell Westbrook and LeBron takes him, you could steal Russell Westbrook, but then LeBron, this would be the easiest way to do it. I just thought of this. Oh, I'm so genius. LeBron then gets to take somebody off your team that you've already picked. So, yeah, you, you so LeBron, you take Russell Westbrook fourth if you're LeBron, and Giannis was thinking, all right, I was going to take him with the sixth pick, so, yes, you get Russell Westbrook, but LeBron then gets your number one overall pick if that, in fact, works out for him. And it makes you decide whether or not you want to use that steal. So give, like, one steal apiece for both or get, for uh, both captains picking. Start there and then figure out how you can do trades in the middle of the game because I think that'd be kind of fun as well. We're wrapping it up today. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G., and we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about the Thunder and the Magic and uh, more trade deadline stuff. And the reason I didn't talk about this game today is I knew it was getting to this podcast late. And I knew you might listen to it after the game. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. May God bless you and your family. Be excellent to each other. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder. Rock. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.